This is the Workness Podcast, a platform for women of colour to discuss socio-political issues that affect the intersections of our identity. Hosted by myself, Mina, Stacey, Hadil, Khadija, Sheris, and Jess. We recognise how powerful women of colour spaces give rise to the feeling of empowerment. Therefore, expanding the space is imperative to express the voices of the unheard. episode we'll be discussing the word woke which inspired the title of our podcast we'll be looking into the origins of the definition as well as how the word has now become quite commercialized memed and associated with the culture of policing let's talk about how this all kind of started like how did this come around so we're called the Workness Podcast because, firstly, we are all women of colour. So if we want to go around, like, say, we're, like, where we're from and stuff, because we're trying to represent as many views as we possibly can so that the people that are listening are able to, like, I guess relate because it's quite nice to just even just hearing, oh, we've been through the same things. Like, oh, my God, like, she's been through that. I go through that. It's quite nice to just hear, like, I guess, unheard voices. So that's kind of what we're trying to represent through different issues. Um, but yeah, like, do you want to start, Stacey? Like, where are you from? Well, I am Stacey and I am originally from Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> and I moved here when I was six, so I've been in Britain for most of my life, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've you think you were born here. You know, I've got the accent that everybody thinks is born and bred here, yeah. matured in money. Me? <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was born here born in West London, um, but both of my parents are originally from Sudan, uh, so I went through the usual identity crisis that you go through at 16, mm-hmm. you know, who am I, where am I from, why can't I speak my own language, all that usual stuff, so yeah, that's a bit of me. Alright, um, I'm third generation from Bangladesh, so I was born here, both my parents were born here, um, I guess that's a bit different. I feel like most like people I meet are always like first or second generation. Mm-hmm. So I've never been through that experience of like I mean I guess like I used to speak Bengali when I was really young, but then I lost it when I went like so I was going to school and stuff, but like I never really went through a proper like I don't know like that crisis you were talking about. Yeah. Mm. Like I never really went through that, which is interesting, but yeah, I guess maybe university kind of highlighted stuff that like education wise like education system wise that i hadn't really thought about before but yeah third generation which is interesting i'm jess and i'm from cyprus and i was born and raised there and i moved to england when i was 15 but um i'm like second generation yeah if your grandparents moved here and your parents yeah so i'm first no, I yeah, first and second yeah. generation immigrant because my grandparents moved here during the Windrush era, mm-hmm. and then so my parents were both born here, but then moved to Cyprus, and then they met and had me. Was that was that you were like first and third? You, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Like I thought it was third generation. Like I forgot how it worked. Yeah, I didn't yeah. <laughs> explain. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then moved to England when I was fifteen. So yeah, that's cool. So. 
I am, both my parents are from India. Um, I'm first generation. Um, my dad, my dad actually moved to the UK when he was 10. So that's where I was a bit like, I thought I was second generation, but, but then I like learned like, actually you have to be born here to be classed as first generation. So I suppose I am first generation. And I guess also what made it more clear is the cultural differences. Like even though my dad was raised in this country, um, I still notice like a lot of differences in how we were raised and like how I guess being born here and actually being around more of like different ethnicities and stuff made a massive dif difference. Whereas my dad, when he was, when he first came to Croydon, because that's where I was born and raised, um, he was around a majority like like a white space. So he was very in touch with his Indian community and like they're very quite, ex not <laughs> exclusive is not the right word, I guess, in the context of how it was back then. But it was kind of like that was the only space that he knew. So now being where I am and being where my dad is, I like, we can really see like the difference. So yeah, so I'm first generation Indian. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, as you can probably tell by my accent, I am not born in the UK. I'm actually from Canada. Um, I came to the UK about a year ago to study. Um, but I was born and raised in Canada, but my father is second generation yes yeah, second generation canadian his family is from england and my mom is actually trinidadian um she was born and raised there and came to canada in the 80s um so i'm mixed race so it's like one of those weird mixed race kind of issue identities where like we don't really know where we stand in either communities because one kind of accepts us one doesn't really accept us the white side majority of the time doesn't <laughs> accept us so it's one of those things where it's like you're you're always kind of standing on middle ground and then obviously coming here um I'm not from here so like it's also being an immigrant over here and kind of experiencing that as well can I just say I feel yeah. like that experience is obviously you have your own experience and I'll never be able to relate to you because I'm not mixed race mm -hmm. but in terms of like being not being feeling like you're not being able to be accepted by either community so mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. me do i feel british i don't know what being british yeah, is literally. Mm -hmm. but when i go back to sudan my family members people are telling me like calling me inglesia like english i'm not mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i don't feel like i look english yeah i feel like i don't I, and i don't know if that's my own opinion or if that's how i feel people view me basically yeah. does that make sense yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. and i think relating to what we're going to discuss today in terms of wokeness like to me wokeness represents like our, our perspectives like what we go through like even just saying that is like a way of like resonating like oh we all go through this experience together like we're trying to vocalize that and sometimes i mean that's like a small example but sometimes what i find now is that the idea of wokeness has become very like oh, it's about being PC, it's about blah, 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 blah. But actually, I feel like now that there is more, it's kind of, uh, air quotations, mainstream to be, like, woke, it is also, like, look, as a community, as marginalised groups, we're coming up together, we're trying to say, this is what we go through in terms of our identity, in terms of our views, in terms of struggle. We're coming out and putting our vo voices out there. But then you have other people that may not experience our struggles and our issues of identity as much and then that's when it's like oh like there's like massive clashes and like we can't use like certain words and stuff which is like you've got to respect that like it's especially that like, use of the n-word and like it's really strong derogatory terms like you don't need to say it it's not for you to say and 
Yeah, so that, that's what like wokeness represents to me. So like, what about you guys? Like, what, what, does, what does it mean to you? I don't like the word anymore. I'm not going to lie. It's overused. Like, I don't. Go ahead, say your piece. It, it's just like, I feel like whenever someone uses woke, I immediately turn off a bit. Like, yeah. I'm just kind of like, I think woke at the beginning was like, it was like one of those ironic, but also not ironic things. Like, you can say you're woke. Absolutely. Yeah. But now it's like just a completely overused, like, it's mm-hmm. meme. joke. It's a, it's a meme. It's yeah, it's a meme. Yeah. It is yeah. a meme. It's but a meme to be woke. Yeah. yeah, but I guess the word woke, that's the thing. It's become like, it's cringe. But that's, I guess, besides the words, like what we're trying to encompass here, it's different. Like, you're not trying, we're not trying to be like, oh, work, like it's put it on a t shirt kind of work. We're trying to like represent views here. And then mm-hmm. it's turned into something that is like, oh, there's a Twitter meme. It's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I, no, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I kind of didn't. The line of memes, that. you know. <laughs> oh, it stays with the memes. <laughs> I'm going to be bringing memes into this no matter what. But um, that R. Kelly interview, do you know when he was trying to like, save himself or whatever and then when he was like doing like pointing to his head and then they put the african hat on him so now that's yeah. become the symbol of wokeness where it's like yeah. be woke yeah. like do you realize this these are the powers against you mm. and then that also comes into the thing of like american wokeness and british wokeness and different yeah. types of cultural wokeness and awarenesses that are being raised because when i tried to do a bit of research for today's topic i Google the definition of wokeness and it literally came up with like it's an african-american slang yes. term yeah. so i just kind of wanted to know like how I, I was confused as to how we were going to discuss it because when we don't live in america so what would wokeness be to us in a british context which is something that we're going to have to kind of like explore and kind of dissect because like i said before there's different types of wokeness that's around mm-hmm. you know I'm not, sorry, I don't want to jump in because I know you put the Google translation, but I went on Urban Dictionary because <laughs> that's the most credited source out there. Um, Oxford. And it describes being woke as the act of being very pretentious about how you how much you care about a social issue. And I feel like pretentious is like the mm. key word there. Mm. Because personally, I don't I don't understand why you can't just describe someone as being intelligent or engaged, that's true. like politically engaged. That's true. Why is it work? And I feel like that's a very superficial level mm. um, of like how you describe someone, or again, how it was originally used to be mm. ironic. Mm. I feel like that's also a way of like discrediting. Yeah. If that's like a way, because it's like pretentious, like when you say someone's pretentious, like you don't really mean it in a nice way. Mm. Like it's like, oh, it's that girl over there that always makes those feminist issue, like like something that's not feminist, a feminist issue. Or like that black girl in class that always speaks about race. Like mm. that's like people kind of like roll their eyes and like, oh, they think they're so woke. Mm. And it's that's just true. like, it's not like, like it's not really meant as like a good thing. Mm. It's like always right. meant as like an insult now, yeah. especially now. So. Which is quite sad because, yeah. like, yeah, the word kind of just ruins the whole thing of what it actually is, isn't it? Because the idea behind wokeness is actually really good. Yeah. Social justice, it's a great movement yeah. to be a yeah. part of. Mm-hmm. But like we've all just said, like, it's yeah. become so discredited. And like I had this kind of vision, like a dear, dear white people vision, mm-hmm. where you come to uni and then everybody's just woke, everybody's proper hyper aware of all the um of all like the social issues that are around and then like i feel like programs like that give you a falsehood of what being woke actually is and then they end up like you said like being pretentious in their wokeness like you said the other day when you're like it's so intense yeah. and then just kind of like they almost shame you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like, sam, the... like uh, in the recent season like sam white she hasn't been doing dear white people because she was shamed for being so vocal about these issues and it's yeah. just kind of like 
it's, in, like, I'll be honest, the show's kind of lost its like essence it now. Did, it did. It's kind of it's, like, <laughs> it got like kind of mystery vibes to it after. Yeah, now it's like a Scooby Doo type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the elite black people. I think, I don't I think it's yeah. kind of this thing where like, yeah, like like we've all said it now, like the word itself is like really cringy and whatnot. But like in terms of like we're pu- we're putting our views out there, but this issue of policing to the point where it's like oh so. It's like it creates so many divisions within minority communities as well because it's like like we've seen like D, like DY people like you can see how they, they even started to sp- like split up amongst like the like, like African American communities yeah. and mm. the black students amongst that university and stuff. It's it starts to be like we think too hard about these things to the point where you can't even like step back because you're so far in. Do you mm. think as ethnics there is a much much higher expectation for you to be woke? Yeah. If you're not woke, then you're not being black enough. Yeah, or like yeah. you get called white or like a Maltese. Yeah, thing. we put and that expectation on each other. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, literally like that. Yeah, well, yeah. oh, you're brown on the Oreo. outside, but Oreo. Yeah. Oh. coconut. Yeah, so or like an Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. then, like, what does it mean to be like ethnic, or like, what does yeah. it mean to be like not black enough? Well, that's like something that they kind of go with in dear white people, and that's something I kind of like. Um, really appreciated was like mm-hmm. this scene where they just kind of showed like the different types of black people and just mm-hmm. like how like we're not all just like hardcore like rappers or like basketball players like we're different people mm-hmm. and I feel like even just like not even listening to certain music may even not make you like woke enough yeah <laughs> or like looking a certain way won't make you woke enough wearing your hair in a weave won't make you woke yeah. enough like it's just yeah. like all these little things doesn't make you woke enough and you're like but i'm aware yeah. i know what's going on i'm just lazy that's why we're awake today <laughs> that's also true I feel like in Dear White People, they also just seem to hyper-analyze things that don't need to be analyzed oh yeah. to the point where everything is just political. Like, mm-hmm. that's Twitter for you. You've just described that. Is. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's the best Shell. public domain. Or it like Instagram. But it's, it, Twitter, as much as it is like a place of, like, it's just like, okay, okay, stop now. Like, we, we get it. Like, you know, sometimes it goes above and beyond what is mm-hmm. like necessary sometimes. But it's, a, it's definitely a place where I've actually learned a lot though. Like, yeah, that, yeah, as much as it is like, it yeah. is very like niche, like analytical type stuff. It's very like, sometimes obviously you can't credit them all the time. You've got to be careful about what you're reading online and stuff. But, you know, where they do link the sources, if you want to go and have a read, you can. And they do, like, you know, break it down for you as to, like, why they may analyse the situation like this and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's some wild people on Twitter, but, yeah. Here's my thing about over, like, you know there are some things people do and you're like, in 2019, how how is this still something you're confused about? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I'm not going to get specific, but say you see someone, like, in Halloween, like, wearing Native American... My costume, oh, <laughs> right? You just like, come on now. It would be like, no, you just don't do that. But say, yeah, you're president, Trudeau. Have a word with him. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, all please, I'm saying. Please, what happened? I, I wish <laughs> I didn't vote for him. So <laughs> he did sorry. Right anyway, you, you know how some people are like, well, some people are just ignorant, and you need to educate them. But like, where I've come to a point in my life where I just don't have patience for educating people. Anymore. Why is it your responsibility to educate? Is it just right? yeah. so like, ethnic that you have to educate them? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I mean. Like, there's, there's a thing of, like, being woke and then being, like, you know, people, like, I don't know, when you're seen as, like, the angry, like, girl who always yeah. talks about stuff. The like, angry insert. Insert girl, yeah. Here. Where do you draw the line over, like, when you calmly educate people 
and where you just say, okay, this is enough. Like, I don't understand why I'm having to deal with this in 2019. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I like, there's, I think there's a fine line. You always have to pick your battles. Like, That's yeah. yeah. I feel like, it, like in my personal opinion, your mental health is always number one before educating people like sometimes it's just like oh no like that's wrong and then they're like why is that wrong and it's just like you know what let me just send you a google link i don't need to like educate this like there are mm-hmm. thousands of videos and articles that you can read like why can't you just tell me and i'm just like because it's been you know the voice day, of race yeah like, <laughs> that's the thing where people put so much pressure especially on black women put yeah. so much pressure on us because apparently air quotations we can handle it like to the point where we have to take on the world's problems and be like this massive overseer and vigilante of all that is good and educational, just trying to be like the grandmother of the people. But you're not you know? seen like. But we're not seen as humans in yeah. most in most people's eyes. So why is it up to us to educate people who are going to hate me at the end of it? Do you know what I mean? And hate is such a strong word, but that is sometimes how it is. So if you try and educate these people and be like, no, no, this is how. This is how you should speak to people. This is how you should be. Why Why is it on our shoulders to help people yeah. be decent humans? Do you know what you it know? is? It's also the thing of like, there's there are different, it depends on the person because there's some people that you can see their willingness to try and figure out. Let's say they are actively like trying to understand that actually you can, you know, maybe with more conversation, you like they've said, okay, I've tried to read this, but I don't understand it. Could you explain it kind of thing? Which I still be like, okay. I'll, I'll feel more inclined to want to have a conversation with someone like that than someone who's just like, no, no, like, no, I just refuse. Like, no, 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 you're not even trying to understand what I'm trying to explain here. So then, then like, in that in that case, like, never buy it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, you know, violate my peace for you. Mm. But at the same time, I guess it's, it just, it gets so tiring to constantly have to, like, explain, feel like you need to stand up and say something. And especially at university, like doing certain modules and stuff, I'm just like, you know what, I'm just gonna. It's Sometimes like, I can't even control it, but I'm just like, shut up, like, no, shut up, like, I can't deal with you. The reason I'm sitting here in the corner just giggling a bit is because I'm, I'm gonna be controversial, yeah? Because I feel like already, like, the way. Okay, I'm just gonna say my piece. The way we're discussing it right now, already, kind of, I feel like back like is a bit hypocritical of wokeness because already we're assuming that we know more than people like when we say oh when i have to educate someone why have we made that assumption that i know more than another person that's i feel like true. already that's Fair an enough. issue with yeah. wokeness There's it becomes pretentious exactly sometimes like yeah we're not being because I guess it's that thing where people don't want to check us because, or like our experiences, because they'll be like, okay, like, I don't, I'm not trying to fight. I, mm. I guess I see that, but I guess when we do go through so much though, like we're we're hearing certain opinions, we're just like, that's not fa- like how there's no one to defend me. Yeah. Like it's me, it's just me in this room full of white people, and I have to say to you why I'm upset about this thing, and you're telling me, oh, that's just emotional, emotional, emotional. Mm. It's not logical. So then you're sitting oh. there questioning it. <laughs> So I guess and that's that's where I feel like it can feel very pretentious because I feel like I'm educating you about my experience because you've never you keep saying I'm emotional and I guess it's my way of trying to be like I'm I'm my my thoughts are like they are valid absolutely it's validation yeah, yeah. I feel like what becomes um, being woke i.e. the way I view it being pretentious mm-hmm. is when you automatically assume that there's a hierarchy or like it's you know better than another person and it's your job to educate where it's it's more as I don't know, like sharing information with your fellow person. Does that make sense? It's yeah. more. Mm. It's. Mm, I'm gonna have to stop there. It becomes very difficult to share information with your fellow human person when they're being stupid. 
Or when they actually look down on you already. Exactly. Or they get so really then how defenses. are you equals? I'm, not, I'm a lover, not a fighter, mate. Like, like if you think, <laughs> fair you can enough, think yeah. what you want about me. If you think that I'm, I'm incorrect or I'm pretentious, that's fine. Mm. I'll be on my merry way. That's mm. it. Mm. But, but again, it comes back to what you said about preser- like preserving your energy mm-hmm. and picking mm-hmm. your battles. So it's all interconnected, but it's such... What I think my main point of this is that it's such a hard thing to navigate in terms of being woke and having uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. with people where, like you said, you need to choose. Do I want to, quotation, like, educate you, quotation marks, or um, have a conversation with you in an area that you're not... When we're maybe not um i seen eye to eye on yeah basically yeah. or but i'm so glad you brought that up though because yeah like for us there isn't anyone checking us sometimes but it is the case that you need to sometimes sit down and be like okay am i am i moving a bit too mad or like whatever but at the same time i don't feel like i am moving too mad like if yeah, you're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're gonna treat me like oh your experience is not valid like you live in this country so that blah, 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 it's gonna happen blah, blah, blah. because that's happened that's been thrown around so much and it's like no i shouldn't have to go through that and i'm gonna tell you why i'm not gonna go through that and i'm gonna i'm not gonna deal with that and especially where obviously like our experiences are our own but seeing how our parents have struggled like all of that it, it's just in the back of our heads like where we i refuse so after seeing like how my dad's been treated like being around white people and like dealing with like packy bashing for example and stuff like that that's horrible it's a horrible experience like being where i am now i feel very lucky that i don't have to i can say what i can say without someone like charging at me or like i'm scribbling on my door or anything so i'm gonna say what i want to say yeah. but at the same time i need to keep educating myself as well and i know i still need to like obviously check myself as well so i'm glad to do that you brought that up because yeah and i think also like going off of what you said just like also being woke is also just checking yourself mm-hmm. like kind of realizing when like somebody maybe like hi i think that's problematic just kind of looking at yourself and being like oh was i said actually problematic mm-hmm. because like i feel like and i think we've all seen this meme before where it's just kind of we've all learned something some sort of prejudice whether it's media or anything and it may like come out at one point we may say something that may not be comfortable to somebody else and like it's really just kind of also knowing that you're not perfect mm. and you still need to learn these things and like it's a lot but like it's also trying to make like making sure that you are also in check as well got an interesting question mm-hmm. with the current fan culture we have like i don't know if you want to talk about twitter but like fan culture nowadays mm-hmm. you know when it comes to like celebrities being woke or like i feel like with people who are famous we hold them to the bare minimum for stuff of like you know like on twitter you'll see like oh like woke king or like do you know what i mean like where we hold people for knowing like the basics of feminism to like idol standards can i tell you something i feel like we do that to white people a lot yeah, a lot yeah. We t- um, like, exactly. It's like it's like you know the basics. Like congratulations. Yeah. But like you should know more. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like if a man talks about feminism, it's he's classed more woke as a woman yeah. who probably like has all the education and discusses it on a daily. Mm-hmm. But then he's the one that's given the platform to probably speak on it. Yeah. It's like in BoJack Horseman. BoJack. Oh my days. No, 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 no. Tell us the connection. Right. Lads, listen up, yeah. <clears throat> now, Bojack Horseman. There's this episode where he goes on Morning Mimosa, which is basically kind of like a, <laughs> it's like a spoof of like womanhood. 
Good morning, America. Yeah. And then he goes on there and he just says basic, bare minimum stuff. And then um, Diane is really pissed off because Diane is a feminist and she knows her shit. But then Bojack goes on, says kind of the same thing that Diane does, and everybody, pro- all the women in the audience, they proper celebrate Bojack. I'm like, Bojack, and he is the new because man. he's a horse. And because it's a horse. <laughs> and a man, a man horse. A man horse. A stallion. <laughs> Not yeah. like Megan the Stallion, but a stallion. stallion. And people, <laughs> the thing that really annoyed me with that episode is that you saw how it all came about. You know he's only acting that way because he's being celebrated and because he stole off of Diane. Mm-hmm. And Diane tried to say that to him and he was like, mm-hmm. it's the people's choice. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like, we give people too much power to give those celebrities the platform. Because yeah. people uplift, they're like, oh, I stand um, Taylor Swift. She's the ultimate feminist icon. Why is it that those fans have the power to uplift their idol to mm-hmm. that higher standard than a woman who's been going through all the channels of education like Jess just said? You know, mm-hmm. and it's also about trying to. I feel like we actually do need to control stands because they're also some of the people <laughs> oh, that are sure. ruining wokeness. Tell me why there's there was a discussion about Logan Paul. I don't know what he did this time. Oh my God. Shit. And <laughs> oh, um, no. there was a stand saying something. They were like, "Oh, Logan Paul, he, what he did was shit." But tell me why there's a video of this K-pop group at the bottom of their comment. Like, what's that about? What's Fan the relation? Cams. Fan cams, yeah. And then they're all there, like, cheering music, but the topic they're talking about is not cheering, you know? <laughs> That's the K-pop dance move. I wish you could see what I was doing. It's what the K-pop is. Do you think <laughs> that celebrities should use their platform to discuss, say, woke issues? I appreciate it. But, like, there's yeah. sometimes... It's, like, sometimes where it's just, like... Because... Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, like it's one it's of those. It's, it's one sticky of those. One. Like yeah, it's one of those. Like uh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like you. There's so many things we've got to take into account because we can't. We can't just say everything that celebrities do um, is shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's superficial. But we do need to understand that there's so many hidden factors that we don't know about. Like number one, they have fame. So mm-hmm. anything that they do, like you said, it could be something we would see as minuscule like the bare minimum but they'll be celebrated for it because what they have large support mm-hmm. they have they have that popularity but also they could be getting paid for it i'm, I'm just trying to say you know yeah, what i mean like that could true. like there's always there's always a hidden agenda do you know what i mean like it's behind yeah. the scenes well, but i feel like like you said about using their platform i feel like you should use your platform to bring others up like yeah. i feel like 100 yeah i feel That's like weird. there's so many people that are doing the same job that you are mm. but they don't for example like they don't have like the funding or the grants or the recognition or like public support as long as you do your bit mm-hmm. use your platform to bring other people up rather than you get a book deal or go on like like you said good morning america and talk about this certain issue mm-hmm. it's 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 that it's that problem that we have again and again where people are talking for a certain group mm-hmm. but you're not using your your platform to bring others up with you. Mm. That's very true. It can become quite difficult. Like the best example I can think of, because I did this for my media essay, the best example I can think of is Me Too. Like how that movement originally started was this black woman and she was doing it for her community. And then the moment it got turned into a social social media platform movement with the hashtag Me Too, then the message got completely changed. And that was from Hollywood. And that was Hollywood. from Hollywood. And the way it all just got perpetuated into this mad circus of accusations and just just a lot of shit just went down. Yeah. And when you think about the original purpose of this yeah. movement, it was, pure. it was so pure. And yeah. once again, it was looking at a group of women that historically has been so disenfranchised, mm-hmm. just shat on. And then it's just become popularised and then just turned into this massive wheel of just yeah. weirdness. That's, I just want to like say... Meme. 
I just want to say before yeah. someone <laughs> comes for Stacey, she's not saying that it's become this like massive accusations. Like there has been justice that's come out of it, like Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, mm. whatever. Mm. I f- I feel like you're saying um, it's it's hysteria, and it's because yeah. there's yeah. it's because it's attached to so many famous people recognized worldwide. It's what is your point actually? Let me explain. My point is the thing of trying to help people come up. Yeah. Because this black woman yeah, started yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. All those yeah. women should have pointed recognition, should have gone, she started this. Mm. Yes. She's the one who made us more and more aware of the stuff that's happening in society, right? Mm. That's the best way I can put it without being too controversial. But she's the one. They sh- Like Taylor Swift, when she won that case, that all, all she did that case for was a dollar. That was to prove a point. She could have gone. I could not have done this without this woman here having brought my attention to the issues like this. I could, all these people, like, there's so many variations of the hashtag Me Too movement that I've started. Like, I do appreciate all the activism that came from it, like the, women, the women's marches. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful to see. I'm not saying that the hashtag Me Too movement is just toxic. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they should point fingers and say that woman did that. Mm-hmm. She did this, and we should be appreciating everything she did so we could get to where we are now mm-hmm. point the finger and say she did amazing instead of just climbing on the bandwagon with your hashtag this hashtag that without doing shit mm-hmm. that's my point and i hate when people start coming for you because they just have their own voice and their own point that they want to prove mm-hmm. just to be like mm, she's not woke why is she speaking on the wokeness podcast mm-hmm. you know someone's always gonna have something to say mm-hmm. just to say my point that's yeah. it. and actually like you see how you know the um hashtag me too came from like a black woman and was about her community about black community and women coming up and talking about their, um, what they've been through and stuff like relating it back to like, the word woke like that came from like the african-american community right yeah. that way it was from do you think that the fact that that's become more like like it's become mainstream and like white people are using it, it's been put on their like, h&m jumpers and stuff oh, do you think yeah. that's what's made it so eh. because technically the word itself i wouldn't if like back then i didn't think like when it, when i first started hearing it it wasn't like cringe to me it was like okay i understand what it's about it was a I, statement it was a statement yeah so like i said right in the beginning like when i was like, making that explanation about what i thought it was i was understanding it from that from like okay this came from a community that wanted to vocalize like social justice and the issues that were going on so not how it is now where it's like really like oh it's so it's associated with H&M jumpers, but like I've just said, blah, 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 blah. Like, do we think that's what happens when it starts to, like, move from, like, one group to another and it's kind of, like, loses its... It's Chinese whispers, mate. Yeah, it the is like Chinese whisper whispers. It, the more the message just gets diluted a little bit. Yeah. Oh, diluted, sorry. Yeah. But I think what happened with work is just a microcosm of um, how much, as a society, we all appropriate black culture. Like, yeah, just taking we woke, do. I know, like, fleeky... What are, like, some other, like, other and words browse which on are, like, Exactly, like, they start as, like, Things something the black community yeah. makes, mm-hmm. and then the only reason it becomes, like, a joke or a meme is because it gets, it, what's the word, like, bastardised? Like, it just gets diluted yeah. into, like, well, it's like how a people, jokey, yeah. yeah. It's like how people, like, greet each other now. Like, mm. especially, like, in London and even in Toronto, like, the, what one mate, what you saying? Mm. It's something that started within, like, the Caribbean culture. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's just, like, all of a sudden, white people are looking at you like, hey, you a ting. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? Mr. Krabs? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, when did you learn this? Yeah. Mm. How did you learn this? Mm-hmm. And it's Drake. Mm-hmm. There was a good point that somebody <laughs> there was a good point somebody made on Twitter and it was around Hot Girl Summer and this black girl made oh. get ready for Christian Girl Autumn <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um this news our news 
station picked up on it and they were like, say goodbye to hot girl summer, say hello to Christian girl autumn. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Thank you. I've been practicing my 1950s advertisement voice. And um, people are like, yo, these white people are actually taking this as a serious thing, but they don't know the person behind it was a black woman. So it's just kind of. Well, like they, they do know, but they just take that. Just no, that nah, right? they, they weren't. They, they didn't know this was actually taking the piss out of white people. They actually thought, oh, oh, my Christian girls did something. Mm. I mean, <laughs> own it. Oh, that could be just like, oh, we're just claiming it, like, we're, we're, like it's empowering for us, yeah. you know, as white women. Pumpkin spice lattes, yeah. <laughs> Pure empowerment. Uh, uh, coming back to what you said about um, how wokeness appears on a t shirt, I feel like. Um, any form of activism or social movements loses its credibility when it becomes commercialised. Yes. So yes. Put, That's right. The second you put woke on a t-shirt, yeah. done. Or like, what was it? Done. Like, mm. oh, I'm trying to think like girl power, yeah. stuff like, like that. Like, okay. Yes. So do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> it's just a little bit like, no, it's, <laughs> it's just a tea. Sorry. So like Go a few on. years ago, there was this, um, I think it was called This Is What A Feminist Looks Like, and that was on a T-shirt. So let me tell you, everyone and their mother was wearing these T-shirts. T-shirts? T-shirts. Like, I think also a few few politicians were wearing it. um, Celebrities. Yeah, in the House of Commons. Like, I remember, like, Benedict Cumberbatch was wearing it, stuff like that. And then they found out later that um, it was made in a sweatshop by um, Bengali women, like, wow. with, like with their rights. They actually like, had photos <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. t-shirt with yeah. this is what a feminist looks like and being printed on. Exactly. So I feel like that that whole fiasco um, discredits the feminist movement because of that. Yeah. And I think, um, like, also when it comes to uh, Pride, so a lot of people were, were talking about how, um, like, Pride's lost its meaning essentially mm. yeah like i mean i'm i don't want to speak mm. for people but um what what i kept on hearing was how you know like you know when you see banks and it's like this is an yeah. lgbt friendly institution anecdotally. the second the second you stick that sticker up you're you're discrediting what because i think it start like pride it started was, from the it was there we go it was a trans black woman yeah who literally was done with the police's bullshit and started a riot um did she die so. Did she pass away? I think so. Do you know how she passed? I'm not 100% sure. I know that this year, I think, was the 50-year anniversary or something about it. I'm not sure. But, um, like, like, what happened to her? But, like, it's a it's a very, very, very dark beginning. Mm-hmm. Something that is, like... The whole thing. I went to Pride in London, and, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had this... So, me and my friend Lauren, we... There was a protest at the back of the parade that we wanted to join, and it was about it was gays and lesbians support the migrants. So it was about like deportation by the Home Office of specifically um, LGBTQ migrants. So mm-hmm. we were joining that, and it was supposed to be part of the parade, right? So it would be seen by all these people who come to London for Pride, and it'd be like recognized as a good social movement, whatever. But we had surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, there was the most police presence around this protest. We weren't allowed to be part of the parade. Like, we were made to wait until the whole parade finished, and then we were allowed to go through, like, the... Like, once everyone had gone, we were then allowed to walk through. And it was just, like... It was majoritively, like, POC people being angry about how the Home Office treats, like, LGBTQ migrants. Mm -hmm. And it was no surprise that 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 was where the most police presence was. Mm -hmm. It was just, like... How can pride be reduced to this where, like, we're actually 
like standing up for like marginalized people mm-hmm. and like we're being put at the back of the parade when we should really be at the front sort mm-hmm. of thing it goes back to the thing that i was saying before of people having to realize where how they got to where they are at this mm-hmm. point look back at the activism that happened at stonewall look back to that keep calling back to that and appreciating that why is it being sidelined now is mm-hmm. it because i think it's mostly because like that guy said about um i was looking at like the, the first item answer six discussion what is the better photo op mm-hmm. that's what they usually consider and this applies here perfectly mm-hmm. what makes a better statement rainbows because rainbows are happy mm-hmm. but what is actually behind that color everything is black mm-hmm. and white behind that rainbow Look at that! <laughs> Write that down. So <laughs> Write that shit down. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Well, it goes back to what Hazel says. Like when something is commercialized, mm-hmm. it does lose its credibility. Yeah. And like with Pride, especially, it's like all I keep thinking about Pride is like this big building in Toronto and like the financial district. <laughs> Where it just, like, it goes rainbow every mm-hmm. year, and it's CIBC. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you guys do? When, Nothing. Once June is over, because that's when Pride Month is in Canada, once it's over, when the rainbows are gone... What's Pride? Yeah. 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 What's Pride? I don't know who this man is. It's like, are you, yeah. is your staff, are you looking after the staff that fall into that yeah, bracket? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like seemed as trendy and it's the same with Pride and the Women's March. Like what, oh, are you yeah. being, like what are you doing every other day of the year for LGBT women or mm. women of colour? Mm. Like for the, like the Women's March, like I found a majority of it was about like period issues and I'm like, Listen, there's mums that are losing their kids to police brutality. What are you yes, doing yes, to support those yes, mothers? Exactly. And yes. just stuff like that. Like, what are you doing every other day of the year? I remember I used to have such, like... I used to just dislike feminism. I, I really... I, I used to saw white feminism. That's, 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 yeah. that's, that's, that's all I saw. I remember having this conversation with you. I was like, I don't think I'm a feminist. And then I remember you saying, like, maybe you're more of an intersectional feminist. And I was like, you know what? You're right, because I was so used to seeing white feminism and some of the weird mm. shit that white feminism does, like doing a period painting. What's that going to girl, do for me? Stop reading my mind. I was saying there was one girl that put like period blood all over us, or just like free the nipple. Like I get it, I get it, but, but. there's more. Or even yeah. since like, because I went to majority white school, my lower education was usually just majority white. Yeah. I was the only black kid at my school for two year madness. But I remember like my white friends having this conversation. And she was like, yeah, I'm a feminist. Like, look at the gender pay gap. Look at that. And I was like, yo, you know, there's way more to female issues than just the gender pay gap. Sure, that is a big aspect of it, mm. yes. But there's so much more. And just hearing those constant, like, I don't want to say it is an important issue. But in the grand scheme of things, there are much bigger things that need to be sorted out within feminism. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's so much more that feminism can work towards. Yeah. That I just got to a point where I was like, nah, I'm not a feminist, me. I just am a woman who just wants equality. And then everyone like, that's what feminism is! <laughs> feminism is wanting equality. And I was like, okay, but can so you... Like, <laughs> to that was me two years ago. <laughs> the more I've been surrounded by women of, women of colour, the more I've started to understand what being yeah. a feminist is. And everything that we're talking about right now resonates with me. I feel mm. that shit. Because mm. I'm like, that is what I think feminism is. That's what I think wokeness is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is wokeness to me, just like everybody coming together and then just having a common goal. That yeah. is an intersectional goal that is mm-hmm. way more inclusive. Yeah. Just because uh, you touched on the gender pay gap, I remember when, um, I, c- 
can't, I'm going to be really general here. There was a, a woman who was really high up um, in the BBC and uh, she was, so she was earning less than um, her male counterpart, I think. And she uh, resigned, so she gave in her res- resignation. It was a big thing, it was in the news. Um, and she said, and she was earning what, like when I tell you money, mm-hmm. she was earning a lot of money. Um, and she, yeah, so she resigned, she walked away. And in her interview, she said, I'm, I'm doing this for other women. Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing this for other women. And my initial thought was, um, I, I completely respect what she did because she had every good reason to do it. But you are a white woman. Like, already, the journalism sector, the media sector, is um, incredibly um, white. Mm. Incredibly white. Mm-hmm. Um, and by you saying, I'm doing this for all women, it's a very blanket statement. Because you're assuming that I have access to the same opportunities that you do. Mm-hmm. Or I have yeah. access to the same pathways that you do. Mm-hmm. It could be... It, it can be so hard for some people to get their foot through the door. And by you assuming, oh, I'm doing it for all women, it's, it could take someone a lifetime to get to where you are. Well, not even at all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she has that privilege to leave her job and still be, like, financially She knows she's good. <laughs> Must be, nice. for, like, years, probably. <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. It's not a decision you take lightly. When you, when you resign, when you know you're going to make that statement, you're thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to be good because I have this, I have that. Some people don't have a choice and they've got to stay where they are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my criticism for that is, okay, make that statement, but before you leave, make sure that you leave the door open to let other people in. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That was a really good discussion, yeah, guys. That was, really that was really good. Snaps, we got some poetry slam type mm-hmm. stuff out there. It was good, it was cute. Was I liked it. <laughs> but to like wrap things up, like this is like our first ever episode and yeah. it's, it's gone amazingly, so... You know, there's going to be more episodes and we're going to be touching on so many different issues. So, like, thank you for listening up to this point because, wow, we really were, we really stayed. So, yeah, thank you for listening and, yeah, we'll see you at the next one.